Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Friday morning Book of Jude teaching. We're here every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, right live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. And everything we do here at Crossway Church is later uploaded to the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. So uh, again, we're excited you're watching whenever you are watching this broadcast. Glad to have some folks with us here in the studio this morning. If you live anywhere near the Atlanta, Queen City area, uh, come and be a part of the Bible study. We've been doing this three or four years now, and we've taught the entire book of Galatians, Ephesians. Now we're in Jude, and I feel strongly that the next, uh, after Jude, it will be First and Second Timothy. Wonderful books and great instruction from the Lord to the church, and some call it the pastoral epistles, but uh, just because it was to Timothy and he was pastor in Ephesus. But let me tell you something. Whatever Paul wrote Timothy, it was for all of the people there in Ephesus Amen, to be right. able to hear and to learn and, and walk yes. according to. So uh, we're just excited this weekend. Tomorrow, Robin and I will be leaving to go uh, visit with Pastors Wayne and Debbie Voss. Crossway Ministries in Greenwood, Mississippi this weekend. We'll be there Sunday morning if you're anywhere near uh, Greenwood, Mississippi. I'd love to meet you. Love to have you in worship service with us. And on the 20th through the 22nd, I'll be with Pastors Colton and Casey Hill in Athens, Tennessee for the entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, so if you're anywhere near that area, please Get you a plane ticket, get you uh, some gas money, come see us, and we're going to have a great weekend there. And uh, don't forget the camp meeting in October, next month, October the 24th through the 27th. That's a Thursday night. Really, it'll be Wednesday through Sunday for us here at Crossway Church. But camp meeting really starts Thursday night all the way through Sunday morning, and there's 13 ministers uh, coming from all over the country to uh, bring the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of the cross to be specific, men who determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. And I'm thankful to be uh, in the midst and in fellowship with ministers such as that in these last days. So you don't want to miss that. People have already been reserving hotel rooms for many months now. And uh, the meetings will start Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and end Sunday morning. And uh, you can email me at curtishutchinson at att.net for more information if you need it. That Friday and Saturday, it will be free lunch for everybody who's here uh, pertaining to the conference. So come and bring your families. It's going to be a great time in the Lord. I promise you there's not another thing like it on the planet because these are determined ministers who are going to relate the Word of God to Jesus Christ and His redemptive work, and it's just a great time of fellowship, and you will love it, and you will be equipped for the work of the ministry, and you will meet some good, godly, determined, cross-eyed folk, and I can't wait to get there. Amen? Amen. So, one last thing. We mail every single week, not month, six expositor study Bibles into the hands of inmates across the land. And it's we mail them to them because we get letters of request. In August alone, we received 40 letters from inmates for the expositor study Bible. So we mail six of those every week. It takes $37 a Bible to get that into the hands of the inmates. So you can help us do that by pulling your smartphone out and texting to 903-231-5950 or going to the website thecrosswaychurch.com and giving there along with uh, everything else we do here and the constant uh, need of supplies and, and, and tech technology that it takes to get these uh, messages out all over the world and the money that's spent on the internet that we have to spend to be able to do what we do. So I'm praying that God move your heart to help us do what we're doing here and you can be a part of it. Amen? Amen. Well, today in the book of Jude is where we are and we are uh, in session 8 here on the 6th day of September 2019 and I like to add that date so we can look back 
see where we were when we were specifically in this portion of Scripture. And uh, you'll know when it was when you find us on YouTube one day. If the Lord tarries in four or five years, you'll say, wow, this was way back in September. And so you can go all the way back to uh, verse 1, or you can go to just a whole lot of stuff on that YouTube channel for you to uh, avail yourself to that you will be blessed by. So today, again, we're in Jude. There's only one chapter in Jude, uh, and we are going to be in verse 8 today. But you know what I like to do? I like to back up and <clears throat> scratch our feet a little bit <clears throat> and then take off running and dive in to the Scripture where we'll be today. So verse 7 says, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over, to fornication mm -hmm. and going after strange flesh mm -hmm. are set forth an example mm -hmm. suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Mm -hmm. Not only are they mm -hmm. made an example by God of for the rest of the world to see, but also for the church so we won't be remove ourselves uh, give ourselves over to the things they gave right. themselves over to. Amen. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that you can't be uh, in a place, uh, end up in a place spiritually where you can't give yourself over to fornication. I want you to think about this thought, and it's it, it's a it's a it, it's a real uh, situation problem in the church today. If our faith is not in Christ and Him crucified. Mm -hmm then we're fornicating spiritually. That's right. It's spiritual adultery. Romans chapter 7 bears that out. Mm -hmm. Spiritual adultery, spiritual fornication. If our faith is not in Christ and His work at Calvary alone makes us spiritual fornicators, spiritual adulterers, we're married to Jesus through faith in what He did at Calvary. When we move our faith to something else, then it's, we go back to what we used to be married to, that being the law. We go back and live as though we're married to law again by do's and don'ts and regulations. But So you need to know that. So the key phrase in this verse 7 is every person who is seduced and, and carried away, it's not like they're just blindfolded and carried away without knowing. The Bible here gives in verse 7 something very important that you and I see. Mm -hmm. It's that these people, mm -hmm. these fallen angels, these all, whoever it is, they give themselves over. Right. On Judgment Day, you'll not, you'll never be able to point out those who misled you because even though people are misleading, and and we need to be warned by the Book of Jude that there are people, many thousands right. today, who have crept That's in right. to the church so much today that when the true ministers preach, we look like the troublemakers. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. So. Uh, <clears throat> When we're, when we're carried away, we call it, James said that we're carried away by the lust of our own flesh. Mm -hmm. that, that's the same thing as giving ourselves over to things. Mm -hmm. There's false prophets by the millions. Always has been. It's worse today than ever. They're telling lies even in Christian churches, right. in pulpits, in seminaries. And, and, right. and, and let me say it again. It's so bad in the church today that when the true ministers of God begin to declare the truth, they, like Elijah, are considered the troublemakers right. of the church. Right, that's right. Amen. And it's going to right. increasingly get that way all the way up until the point where God's just got two witnesses one day and the world hates them so much mm -hmm. that when they die, the world's going to throw a party, celebrate, and give gifts to each other because they're dead up until God raises them from the dead. Then it's going to get their attention again. So we need to be aware of what's going on in our own life. You can't blame somebody else for your issues because our issues, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, come out of our own heart. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it come the issues of your life. They can't make you do it. The devil can't make you do it. You give yourselves over. Let me say it again. Right. We give ourselves right. over. 
to these things. And when you go back, I did several years ago and need to do it again, but when you go back and you study Sodom and Gomorrah, you will find out that every person in that city had given themselves over to homosexuality. Every person in the city. When you go back and you read that, do more than read it, you study it, you look at it, you will find out that the entire city had been given over to sexual immorality, to homosexuality, given over to it. Think about that. And... Uh, and, 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 and it doesn't just say Sodom and Gomorrah, but it says, and the cities about them in like manner. Well, you know, we've, we've got the same problem in the world today, uh, you know, where there's certain uh, places on the earth where these sexual sins, these perversions is what they are, uh, are, are, are people gather in certain places because they think numbers give them greater credibility. Eureka Springs, Arkansas, for some reason, they just begin to gather there years ago, these homosexuals, and, 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 and now California and other places, the, the certain places, certain areas, it's just really a greater spirit there, and, and just like the homeless is in certain areas. And where these things are tolerated, where the gospel is not preached, and where these things are tolerated, it will just esc it will yeah. grow and grow and grow until it does what it always does. Any spirit of the devil destroys people. Yes, it does. It doesn't just destroy others who are being affected by it, although it does that. It destroys the very people who have given themselves over to it. Yeah. The example, God says, is Sodom and Gomorrah. Judgment will be given toward uh, any of these sins. When we remove ourselves from the place God's called us, there's nothing out there but judgment, condemnation, and death, destruction. The Bible says when we sow to the flesh, we reap corruption. And uh, you can't get around that. And I know everybody, you know, in the church days running around, well, you, you can't do anything. This ain't really talking about us. If that's the case, throw the book of Jude out because you don't need it. But you've probably already done that. Mm -hmm. If you're once saved, always saved, you know, the traditional deception and heresy of a lot of the tra traditional denominational forefathers, they, they didn't get it all right, and they surely missed out on this. Uh, then there's a lot of New Testament you're not going to accept, you're not going to understand, and you're not going to be able to receive. So you're going to have to let the, the things go you've been taught that are obviously wrong from other scriptures because if you don't, much of the Word of God is going to be without power in your life. And the more you let that happen, the more likely you are to give yourself over. To give yourself over. Again, you're not going to be able to blame these people you're giving yourself over. Mm -hmm. Lucifer began to see how beautiful he was. He gave himself over to his own pride. Yeah. A third of the angels mm -hmm. gave themselves over to him. Mm -hmm. Think about every person and these people we're going to read about today, they give themselves over yes. Yes. to fornication. Right. You can't nobody put a rope around your neck and drag you off into sin. Right. Listen. James said, it's the lust of our own flesh. All false doctrine is heresy and it's rooted in pride and it's a work of the flesh. And it's when we begin to lust after certain things of the flesh that we go after these false ministers. When our heart begins to uh, desire money more than truth, yeah. then we follow these false teachers that are all about money. Yeah. I talked to somebody the other day I knew almost 20 years ago was in ministry with them. They're still talking about the prophetic and money and that's all they want to talk about. Mm. Think about that. Mm. They asked me what was on my mind. What's the Lord telling you? I said, He's telling me He's still righteous and holy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. It's not about material things. I, and I understand the deceivers and the, and the fleshly folks will say, well, God does want to bless you. Yes, He does, but mm -hmm. it, it, God doesn't want your focus to be material blessings. He wants you to look at those things you can't see. Mm -hmm. Not the temporal things. Amen? You begin to look at all the natural things, you're going to begin to lust after all the natural things, and eventually you'll either repent and come back to the cross, or you'll Give yourself completely over to that stuff while, while saying you're doing it for the Lord the whole time. Remember, they crucified Jesus 
in the name of the Lord. Better watch yourself. Amen. He says, and there set forth an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. These folks, Bible's telling you, if you go that way, I don't care who you are, I don't care what prayer you said at the altar years ago, if you give yourself over to these things, these are an example of folk who are suffering today the vengeance of eternal fire. Eternal means forever. You get that? Hell is forever. The 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 the, the uh, eternal fire is forever. There's folk teaching that ain't real. Yeah. Who are they? They're those that have crept in among you. Let me tell you who they are who've crept in among us unaware. They're folks that say everything in the Bible is really not true. It's those folks that begin to pluck out things of the New Testament yeah. telling us, well, that's really no longer for yeah, today exactly. without Scripture to be able to prove it. That's absolutely they crept in. About, anything you pull out of the Word of God and say that's no longer for us today, that's I'm right. talking about the New Testament, that's right. Amen. then you've crept in among the church and yeah. you've removed something yes. that God wanted His people to see that and is. to put their faith in that's and right. to experience. And when you move something out from them being able to do that, you're a deceiver and you've crept in among the church. You're talking, trying to talk the same thing but you don't mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Oh, because of these creepers who've always and now more than ever creep into the church unaware, Jude now begins to give us examples of these types throughout the ages. We're going to look at them this morning. It's very important that the church does not go to sleep but rather stands up and contends for the faith. That's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. The only object of faith. We Listen, I no longer say that was a good message by that preacher. If he did not relay the word of God to Christ and him crucified, that reminds me of me before I knew the revelation of the cross for sanctified living, for the provision and power of God like we need it and like God intends on us having it. But listen, God don't see a good message <clears throat> as a good message unless it pointed to Christ and His work at Calvary. Amen. For those who don't really believe that and don't think you have to be that narrow-minded and that determined, you got big issues and you're a part of the church that's being seduced right now. That's right. Amen. You're, you, listen, yeah. those who are not contending for the faith in this evil age have already been seduced and drawn away and don't even know it. Right, that's right. People making fun of other preachers, making fun of us for having a determined camp meeting. They've just taken one verse out of the Bible and and made a camp meeting out of it. And and then they add stuff that we don't say, that they think if you're not involved in that group right there, then they they don't think you're really uh, in the faith, walking with God. Nobody ever says that. That's things they say. They make up themselves so men will begin to doubt us and yeah. follow them. Yeah. Glory to God. Follow because they're saying if you don't go to their church, you're really not in the faith. No, I don't ever hear anybody that I listen to preach say that. No. no. I've never said that, but no. people have said we said that. Somebody called me one time and, and said, Brother Curtis, huh, did you really say? And they said something. I said, Honey, every service we that we're involved in, ever teaching, ever preaching, there is no editing. Mm -hmm. We don't edit. Mm -hmm. And it's out there for you to hear. We make the first service, people who are here at the church, not everybody in the world, but people who are here at the church, they get a free CD of every message if they sign up and ask for it. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do, I told all you have to do is go listen. To that. Don't listen to what people say I say. You go listen to what I say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you listen to what people say I say and you're led by that, you're living after the flesh anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you had not ho- heard the whole story and you may be listening to one of those that have crept in among us unaware and he's just trying to draw disciples unto himself instead of to Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you better come out while there's still time. Now verse 8 says, Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil 
of dignities. Now, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. We're going to break this down and, and look at this because he says, likewise, just like Sodom and Gomorrah, just like these folks, just like the surrounding cities, these are filthy dreamers. Now, filthy, everybody knows what filthy is. Mm -hmm. It's disgustingly dirty. Mm -hmm. You're not just dirty, you're disgustingly dirty. Yeah. I mean, I've come home from work before and been dirty. Mm -hmm. I've come home from work before and been disgustingly dirty <laughs> that you can't come in here wearing all that. <laughs> you got a strip down out there. What is it? There's neighbors. I don't care if the world... What, you ain't coming in here wearing that. You are disgustingly dirty. Think about those people that work out there that pay for me. You know how bad that thing smells up here sometimes? And those people are right down there in it. I'm sure they have a washroom they go through at their house or some porch or something that's covered some way. They got to take all that off. All that can't come in the house because it is disgustingly dirty. And so here the Bible's not talking about the clothes you wear. Being you, you know, but you worked hard and you got dirty, got all over your son, you were disgustingly dirty. No, no. He's talking about these filthy, disgustingly dirty dreamers. Mm -hmm. They're so perverted and so rebellious against a God who made everything. They, they, they don't want to hear anything about Him. They want to do whatever they want to do. Every thought is evil. Every thought they have is exalted above the knowledge of God. And even the, the wicked things they can dream up to do, that's what they do. They give themselves over to that. That's how you can have uh, old men getting on the computer and, and, and looking at little naked one-year-old baby boys or girls and being perverted and drawn to that. They've given themselves over to that. Think, and you hear that more and more and more perversions. And listen, we're only hearing about the ones they catch. There's many, they're filthy dreamers. They, they, whatever their minds, whatever filth they can dream up or think about, they go and do that. I, I, I listen. I've been around. I would never tell some of the stories that uh, the things I saw when I was out in the world years ago. I, because you know, some of those people may be watching and it may stir up. So I, I saw some people do some horrible, disgustingly dirty and abusive things to people. And I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it. I never involved myself in that depth of, of, of evil. Although I'm not going to say, you know, that what I was doing wasn't evil, but there was some things because I was a Christian, though backslidden, I still had the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't care what you're doing as a Christian, there will be some depths that, 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 listen... The opportunity will be there. And I'm not saying that you can't even give yourselves over to that. Mm -hmm. But there will be a check there. There will be a great warning there at all times if you're a Christian. But I saw some of the most filthy, disgustingly dirty things people did to other people in abusive ways. I don't even like to remember it. And I don't most of the time. Uh, things like that have been washed. But I'm telling you, Whatever these filthy dreamers, whatever filth they can dream up, they will go and be a part of it. Homosexuality today, hear me today, my friend. There are people right now already pushing for bestiality, yeah. wanting to be married to their dogs, their donkeys, their horses, their cows, their, their, and they're committing ungodly acts with the pets they have. And the, 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 It's already going on. 30, 40, 50 years ago, there are shows overseas. I don't know about America. I wouldn't doubt it here in America. Shows where women are doing things with, with horses and, and animals that un, unthinkable. That, that's what this is. Perversion that is filth and it's disgusting. And the Bible here calls it their filthy dreamers. Whatever filth they can dream up. And let me tell you something. If your heart is filthy, the devil can put things in your heart and your mind. 
He can put, he can, he can, listen, your faith is either in Christ. Yes. And He's giving you the desires of your heart or it's not there through the redemptive plan of God or your faith is in something else. And at that point, the desires that you're receiving now are not of God. They're not of God. I want you to think about that. He puts the desires in your heart if your faith is toward Him. Through faith in the redemption plan. Yeah. If you turn away from that, these people, these preachers say we don't have to preach the cross. They've turned away from God. I don't care who they are. Exactly now their hearts right. are not right with God. And now the deception becomes greater and greater yeah. and greater. And I said the deception yeah. becomes greater and greater and greater. Yeah. And the more they believe that what is false is right. right. And that's why they eventually will give themselves over yeah. to things that they never would have had they continued to be led by the Spirit. Even right. though out here they think they are, they're not. The Spirit of God only leads those... Listen, Galatians 5.18. They that are led of the Spirit are not under law. Mm -hmm. And under law is where we go back and we start getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. Because there's where the flesh is experienced and carried out. Mm -hmm. The sin nature has dominion, mm -hmm. deceives and destroys mm -hmm. us Christians. Amen. Amen. Paul said Paul said to the Corinthian church, many are weak, sick and die prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. Twofold for me, what he did at Calvary and what he's doing today in the body of Christ. You better be careful where you're plant where you're planted among that which claims to be the body of Christ. And maybe they are, but are they functioning according to the head? His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. So the first thing he mentions here, likewise, also these filthy dreamers. And, 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 and I've called it these uh, defiling dreamers because it says they defile the flesh. And it doesn't, just, it doesn't really say their flesh, and although I'm sure that's what it's talking about, but just any flesh. They defile the flesh of anything. Yeah. Animals, uh, uh, any flesh. They defile the flesh in any manner. And I'm sure it is mainly talking about our flesh. But these are defiling dreamers. And it means to be beguiled with sensual images, fleshly images, and carried away to an irreverent and ungodly course of conduct. Let me tell you something, folks. Just because you're a Christian don't mean you can't give yourselves over to something. Many preachers I've read about, I've heard about, many youth directors have given themselves over to fornication, to uh, literally adultery. Yeah, I mean, you've heard it all your life. Preacher ran off with her and blah, blah, blah. You've heard that, those stories all your life. Listen, he wasn't dragged away. Right. He gave himself over to that. Yes, he did. Because he either didn't know the way of victory through the cross, daily victory through faith in the cross. Mm. Either he didn't know that or he got to a place where he just said, I'd rather have this than that. Yes. Amen. Because you faith can't lose. Faith can't be overcome by the world. So faith is our victory, the Bible says. Amen. I'm still a Bible believer. Faith, if our and if our faith is in the one who gave himself for us and what he did to overcome everything that would come against us ever, then sin can't have dominion over us. Romans 6 14. But we can be led by the Spirit yeah. in the victorious truth He's teaching us mm -hmm. and walk in that liberty and victory. Yeah. Didn't say we'd be perfect. Didn't say our flesh would never be tempted. There will always be a striving of flesh and spirit, yeah. Galatians chapter yeah. 5, but the flesh won't ever overcome us as long as I'm clinging to that truth yeah. of Christ and Him crucified. Yeah. That's right. It can't overcome. No. Jesus overcame all of that so that all of that wouldn't be able to overcome us anymore. He condemned sin in the flesh so that sin could no longer condemn us. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. He condemned sin in the flesh at Calvary so that sin, the sin nature, the flesh, 
sin could no longer condemn us. Amen. That's in Romans chapter 8, praise Amen. God. So the next thing he mentions here, y'all are holding me up this morning, that's alright. I like to be held up a little bit. He says, likewise also these filthy, disgustingly dirty dreamers who defile the flesh, they also despise dominion. They're dominion despisers. They, they, they give no acknowledgement to authorities. They always rebel against authority. Any kind of authority shows up, they're against it already. You know, even on their jobs, they just go immediately into, I, I don't yeah. like the boss, I don't, I don't, immediately. Yeah. Is that you? Uh -huh. Have you given yourself over to that group of people you, you work with to rebel against the authority? You got a supervisor, you just su submit to him. You know what? The Bible teaches not just submit to him, but submit to him as a Christian. Yeah. Doing everything we do as unto the Lord. Yes, that's right. That's Listen, right. well, I can't help it. Everybody around, no, 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 that's not Bible. The Bible says we give ourselves, oh, we're carried away unto all that through the lust of our flesh. Yes, that's right. It's time to separate ourselves from all that by coming back to faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. Well, that is what I believe. No, is that what you believe right now? Is that what you believe when you're on your job? Is that what you're trusting in, depending on, to, to get you out of all that mess you have given yourself over to? I didn't say, is that what you believed 30 years ago? Is that what you believed last week? Right now, when the temptation comes, is that what you're trusting in? Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for dying for me so that I can be dead to sin now. Come on. Amen. Amen. That is right. Yeah, nobody drags us away. The devil can't drag me away until I put his noose around my neck by saying I don't want the cross. And I take the flesh and the enemy and the world and I put their noose around my neck. And listen, they don't pull me in. I pull myself in. That's what the Bible teaches. But they're dominion despisers. I call it, and it's rightfully so, it's a spirit of lawlessness. You tell them they can't drive 55, it's a law, they're going to drive 65. Mm -hmm. They're going to even go further than that. They're going to buy a fuzz buster, radar detector, going to put it on their dash so when the law ain't around, they break the law and want you to know about it. Look, I got me a new radar detector. Yeah. That's lawlessness, my friend. Uh -huh. You're telling people with your radar detector up there, I'm going to break the law when nobody's looking. Dominion despisers. Mm -hmm. Dominion, authority despisers. Mm -hmm. Anything in charge, mm -hmm. anything that's got authority, you've watched them grow up. Parents didn't know how to deal with the kids because they didn't know the way of the cross. Kids grow up, they despising their parents. Now they despise, they can't keep a job. They despise, they despise any authority. They despise the president. They despise, they respect no authority. None. We're seeing that in our nation. Mm -hmm. Dominion despisers. They give no acknowledgement to authorities. Always rebelling against authority. If the boss says go over and sweep that up, they'll go over and sweep around when he turns his back or goes back in office, they'll sweep it under the rug. That is despising your authorities. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. You didn't do what you're getting paid to do. You despise. It's a rebellious spirit. Yeah. It's in the church big time. You know, most people in churches today can't even be pastored. They can't be pastored. What's that mean? Well, that don't mean uh, in some false, domineering uh, way that some pastors try to control the congregation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they, they, they can't just stick with it. They can't be planted somewhere. You got these folks out there on social media, they got 20 pastors. That ain't right. Mm -hmm. they, got 20, they got 20 places they're listening to. Listen, who's your pastor? Mm -hmm. That's right. Who's your pastor? That's right. Because God sets pastors. Mm -hmm. Who's your pastor? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's a, that's a massive question. Right. Who's your pastor? We've had people in... Crossway Church had passed through the years and, and uh, they never considered me pastor. 
Every once in a while, on a real happy day, they'd call me pastor. And I ain't looking to be called pastor. You can call me Curtis, Brother Curtis. Uh, you can call me whatever you want to, as long as you ain't making trouble in the congregation. <laughs> then we're going to get personal with you. Amen. I, I tell folk all the time, if you want to sleep, you go ahead and sleep. You're going to miss something powerful today. You're going to miss it. But don't you ever start messing with your neighbor, preventing them from hearing. If you do, I'm going to make my way right out there where you're sitting, right in front of everybody, because you're doing what you're doing right in front of everybody. Amen. The, the, and I've had to do that through the years on several occasions, but people despise authority. You know, there's some people... Even in these cross-preaching churches, they were in such false ministry years ago. It was so bad, it was so false, that they can't today, because of all of that, still got fear in their heart because of all that. They can't submit to a local church's pastor and a congregation. They can't be faithful there because they the, the enemy and their old flesh is speaking to them, telling them, well, you can't get that devoted. You, you, you remember what happened last time you got that committed? Yeah. God wanted you that committed, but just not to those people. That's right. That's right. You need to find you a place right. where when the Bible is opened, oh, the real authority... Is preached and taught. That's the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. through faith in what He did at Calvary. Mm -hmm. Not talking about uh, these people can't be pastored because uh, you, you won't let the pastor tell you anything. I'm, I'm talking about people who just, they, they just always, you can tell who they are. They got hearts of rebellion. They can't, they can't just be in church. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're obviously not going to submit to the Word of God, really. Because it ain't submission to a preacher. It's submitting to the Word of God in the construction process of, of, yeah. of the New Testament church. Amen? Yes. I can say a lot more about that. Some of you probably wish I would. You probably don't. Uh, the third thing he says, and they speak evil of dignities. And, and the word dignities, when you look it up, it means glory, the glorious ones. It means the things of the Lord. It means... It means what God is. It really means they speak evil of the Word of God. They speak evil of the way of God. They have no reverence for God. They speak evil for, uh, according to anything that's godly. They speak evil. Now let me tell you something. Evil ain't just foul mouth words. Evil is anything that's not in the faith. Because, think about it, if we're not in the faith, then the works are not of the Holy Spirit. The works are of our flesh. And before God, God said, can't no man please him according to the flesh. Romans 8, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And listen, if we can't please God, that means what's going on is evil. It's evil. And these people, they... they Speak evil of God's word and against God's way. God's way yeah. is, Jesus said, I am the way. Uh -huh. yes, God is. ain't got two ways. Right. It's Christ yes. is the way Amen. and the cross is the way he went. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the way, the early church was called those in the way. In the way of Christ. Those who believed in Christ. Those who trusted Christ was the Redeemer. They're forgiven of their sins. They have victory now because of what Christ did. He forgave us of our sins. Don't be speaking evil of God's Word. And that's what people are doing when they change God's Word. When they remove things from God's Word or they add things to God's Word that it does not say, then they're speaking evil of God. Because you have to always remember, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When you change the Word, you remove from it, you add to it, you twist it, you don't know you're doing it, but you're doing that to God. And God can't be moved. He doesn't change. No, Absolutely. His word doesn't change. Amen. Right. His word just gets more and more understood and fulfilled. Yes. You understand That's that? Right. He don't change. His word don't change. So you better not try to change it. Mm -hmm. 
And if granddaddy and great granddaddy taught you wrong, you better just say, thank you, Lord. I love my granddaddy, my great granddaddy. They were Christians, but they didn't get it all. And I'm going to have to go this way. Thank God there are Christians who can be moved by the Spirit away from denominations, away from the heritage of what their families always believe and come back to trusting not in family and denominational religious rules and regulations and beliefs and creeds, but come back to the Word of God. This is what God's Word says. Amen. And if we can't do that, then we're just speaking evil of God's way, the glorious ones. These that give themselves over to fornication are also called filthy dreamers. They defile the flesh. Think about it. This means whatever their evil hearts can dream up, they'll be found defiling the flesh. First, it's okay, and I've already told you this stuff. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. First, it's okay to be homosexual. Then it'll be okay to be marrying your animals out there. Because, see, here's the thing about sin. You don't just dabble in sin. No. You give yourself to it. Yes. Oh, and then you're no longer in control of how much sin you will commit. Mm. Once you move away from a literal with the heart, not your lips, with the heart believing unto righteousness, which is the work Christ did for you at Calvary, that's still the only avenue through strength and power and provision today of all that you need. Need it. Once you move away from that, even if it's in a deceiving, deceitful way, and you don't even know you've done it, you're in the flesh. Right. And now the sin nature has right. been revived, and in the eyes of God, you're dead. Paul said he became that way. The church in Sardis became that way. Dead, can't bear fruit. A dangerous place to be because Jesus said, Those that don't bear fruit, my Father will pluck out. Better think about it. It's time to forget. Listen, people who won't go with the Word of God, but they trust, well, my granddad, their trust is in their granddaddy. Well, our denomination, your trust is in your denomination. They can't even show you in the Bible the Scriptures as to why they try to believe something different from what the Scriptures actually say. They can't tell you. Most of them, they just say, well, we believe, and, they're t- and, they're, and they're, whoever the we is, that's who they're trusted in. Yeah. Well, I can't really deal with this, but my preacher, he don't believe that. Well, your faith is in your preacher because you can't even show me in the Bible what your faith is in and why you believe it. So that really means you don't even believe anything. Right. See how foolish we can be? We're just really rebellious. Amen. Amen. The Bible didn't say depend on your preacher. It said depend on Christ. Amen. Then he goes into verse 9 and he says, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Mm -hmm. He dared not bring against him a railing, which means injurious or slanderous Mm -hmm. accusation, Mm -hmm. but said, The Lord rebuke you. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to hear this this morning. This, this is very important. This is very powerful. These folk that are running around rebuking the devil, he's got them by the neck while they're doing it. If they think, they, listen, if they think them rebuking him mm-hmm. is what's going to remove him. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, as we stand steadfast in the faith, in the faith. See, Jude is about contending for the faith. And if you're standing fast in the faith, it's the only place the devil can be resisted. You understand that? Mm-hmm. You tell him the devil he can't have your kids, he's going to get them. If you think you telling him he can't have them, it's what's going to keep him from getting them. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been saved. How long you've walked with God. If your faith is in you telling the devil he can't have your kids, he's going to get them. If your faith is in you just telling the devil <coughs> that he can't have your marriage, your marriage is in trouble. Devil, you can't have my marriage. He's going to get your marriage. Let me, let me share some things with you. 
If, if, if you think that just talking to the devil and expecting him to listen to you just because you're saved is going to work you in big trouble. You don't even hear me talk about the devil that much. Because he ain't worth talking about. He's been defeated. He does go around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But who does he devour? Those who are in the flesh. Who are those that are in the flesh? Those who have not yet believed in the work of Christ at Calvary or those who have, yet now they've moved their faith to other things. The purpose driven, the 21 day this, the 40 day that, the word confess it, the government of what. Any of these schemes are what distracts us from true biblical faith and, the, and, and our flesh, remember, the sin nature, when he's revived, what's he do? Hope you're listening to my Romans teaching. Romans 7, when the sin nature's revived, Paul said, it deceived me. That's why these folks who are Christians, they've turned away from the cross. They think all these things are working. Of course they would because the sin nature's revived and he deceives us. He makes us, that old man wants you to believe and the devil along with him wants you to think that all those things are working for you. You keep your faith in those things. The one who began to work in you is no longer working in you. Galatians 5, 1 through 4. Revelations 3, 1 through 6. Galatians 1, verse 6. Go look them up. You'll find out what I'm talking about. It's all through the New Testament. Well, I don't believe that. Why don't you? It's scriptural. Because you're trusting in what those people have always told you without really any scriptural proof. Think about it. Back to what we're talking about. When Robin and I, this always amazed me. Now, Robin and I, we were raised Baptist folk, good old Baptist folk, uh, saved by the blood of Jesus. Didn't I was 33 years old had never heard anything about a baptism with the Holy Spirit. 33, some of y'all blessed, raised up in it, knew all about it, praise God for you. 33 years old, never even heard the phrase baptized with the Holy Spirit. Never had heard anybody speak in tongues, never had been in a church service where that went up, never, didn't know it existed. I'm like the guy walking, like the group of folk walking down the road, old dusty road in the book of Acts and the disciples said, have you heard, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And I'm like, huh? I ain't heard of something. <laughs> and I began to listen to it and praise God, we got baptized with the Holy Spirit <clears throat> when we moved over here 20-something years ago to this region. And when we began, of course, of course, I have to say this. Most of what's called spirit-filled today is flesh, flesh, fleshed out. I'm telling you, it is fleshed out. Their faith is in. Their faith now. They think the baptism with the Holy Spirit is what gives them strength over sin. I, and that is not biblical. That is nowhere in the Bible to be found but uh, because it is a power we receive for the work of the ministry. But you got to know what the ministry is or you're going to mess that up. And 90% or higher, 99% of people who've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, they just want to have church service and swing from the chandeliers and shake each other half to death at the altar. And they don't know anything about true ministry. They don't know anything because they've forsaken the cross. Now their faith is in the baptism. That's what their faith is in. Mm -hmm. They just tell us you just need to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Well, that ain't in the Bible. <laughs> what is in the Bible is be sober because there's a devil looking for you. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah. Robin and I first moved over here in 1995. Well, the first time it was in 91 for two years. Then we went back to Hooks, Texas. And then the second time we came over here in 95, we stayed. Been here ever since. <clears throat> we got over here and we got filled with the Spirit of God. And man, we began to hear these things and see these things and experience these things. And that I, I mean, you got to remember, coming out of a Baptist church, man, they ain't seen, man, they, I mean, Spirit-filled churches, you, you'll see anything. <laughs> now I know the one yeah. is just dead. 
I mean, they're just stuck in some habitual routine and every once in a while somebody gets saved, but it's really because they already got convicted out there and came to church and just wanted to go tell the preacher. And, uh, or maybe they do hear about Jesus and what he did at Calvary and they get saved, but nobody's being taught how to live for God. But then you got the other extreme of the, uh, you know, the, the, the spectrum where people are saved, then they feel with the Holy Ghost, and, and man, I, just now, anything goes. Boy, I'm telling you, when we moved over here, we began to hear these stories about a certain group of women. First one I heard that, I'll never forget it. There were women having prayer meetings, bringing mason jars to the prayer meeting because they were catching demons in mason jars. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they done got filled with the Holy Ghost. They done got man. They done stepped into a place, and it was just so unbiblical. You, listen, if you don't stick with Calvary, you're gonna give yourself over to that stupidity, that which is false. And you have no control of it. The only thing you really control is what you put your faith in. Uh -huh. You put your faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. The Holy Spirit then takes control. You, you, you remove your faith from the cross, what Christ did there for you, for all provision, let me say. Not just forgiveness of sin. Not just so that sin nature won't dominate you. All provision that God has for you. It comes through faith in the cross. You remove your faith from there, my friend. You're, you're not in control. But now your flesh is leading you. Now the world is pulling you. Now the, the devil's lying to you. And you're giving yourself over to that. Once you give yourself over to that which is not right, you're not in control of that either. You're in control enough to repent and come back. If... If you acknowledge the truth. No such thing as repentance without acknowledging the truth. That's right. 2 Timothy 2, 24-26. So you need to make sure you know that. You don't just choose when you'll repent. God gives repentance when there's conviction of a wrong way I'm going. Sin in my life. Conviction. And that Jesus paid for everything. He's the truth. The cross makes Him that truth that allows us to repent and get that time of refreshing, get that liberty from that thing that's dominated us, that we've given ourselves over to. You need to remember these things. You can't blame anybody. Mm -hmm. And we're being warned here of the people that creep into the church. Mm -hmm. Amen. People who were in Sodom and Gomorrah, they've crept into the church. you got folks now believing we ought to let homosexuals preach in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have certain things in your bylaws stating that marriage is between a man and a woman, when you try to de deny them a right to minister in your church, they can carry you to court and win. It's been done. Bylaws have to be changed. Think about that now. To state that marriage is between a man and a woman. That's what we believe. And if you don't believe that, you can't function here in a leadership role. You can come and hear the gospel. And if that's not in your bylaws, they can carry you to court and win and make you pay. Ain't no telling how much money. Mm. Think about that. You better pay attention. Mm. Mm. Terrible. And then, not only did we hear about the women having prayer meetings and catching uh, devils in mason jars, but we heard about... We, uh, the second thing that just blew us out of the water was that there was a group of folks uh, taking plane, uh, a plane trip to Colorado so they could be high up on the top of the mountain. You know, the principalities and uh, wickedness in high, high, high places. Mm -hmm. They flew to Colorado so they could be in high places. You get it? If your faith ain't in Calvary, you're already being led away and seduced. If you're not contending for this faith today, you're already giving yourself over. For years I'd given myself over to all sorts of things because my faith had been removed from what Christ did at Calvary. Think about that. It's either the cross, which is God's way, or it's everything else, which is man's way. Psychology, Anything right. else. That's Think right. about it. Right. So you'll hear all sorts of crazy things in the church. And man, I've seen a whole lot more I wouldn't dare get into. But mm. Now, 
He says here in verse 9 that Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not to even bring against the devil a railing accusation, but said, now this is Michael the archangel, who said, the Lord rebuke you to the devil. Lord, the Lord will take care of you. The Lord will deal with you. The Lord rebuke you. I mean, it's not the devil. The, 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 the archangel Michael didn't go in with some power that God gave him. He, he knew where he stood. He knew that by railing against the devil, he would be putting himself in the same fallen state that Lucifer was in. Think about that. He didn't do it. He just said, the Lord rebuke you. Mm -hmm. Now, the point is this. Again, back to what I said initially. You rebuking the devil with your mouth ain't going to do a thing. He'll choke you to death, kill you and your family unless you put your faith in what God did in Christ to take his power away. You telling the devil he can't have this, he can't do this, man, he's going he's gonna to whip you naked like he did those five sons of Sceva. He's going to whip you naked. He's going to mess your life up. He's going to destroy your marriage, Christian. He's going to destroy your family. Your kids are going to be twice the hellions you were, more than likely, if you don't come back to Calvary, the place where the devil was defeated, and through that faith alone, he can be resisted, and you can find the power of God to live according to his will for your life. Outside of that, you tell him the devil he can't have, he's, he's going to continually get what you tell him he can't have. Y'all be shouting here this morning. Amen. That's right. That's exactly right. I remember being in them places you say, devil, you can't have this. You can't have that. Well, we wasn't preaching the message of the cross. Mm -hmm. And the devil can steal from those whose faith is not in the cross. Yeah. Because that's where God stole his power. That's exactly right. Took it. And people who don't have their faith in that yes. one thing, yes. that one work of Christ at Calvary, yes. people who do not guard their heart to make sure they're in the faith, yes. That's right. yes. the devil is going to eat you up alive. Mm -hmm. And the Christian going to be saying, God, why? Listen, God has put preachers in your path to tell you the things that, yes, you've been hurt. Yes, you've been Convicted, Yes, you, you got a little angry when you started hearing these preachers preach the cross all the time. But you're finding out if you're a child of God and you keep going the wrong way, God's going to show you you're going the wrong way. He's going to allow horrible, horrible things to happen in your life. And He's going to want you to wake up and see that those things didn't really have to happen to you. It wasn't just the way God planned it, no. Many are weak, sick, and dying prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. You better grab a hold of this, my friend. Christians are so deceived, they just think whatever happens must have been God's will. Absolutely not. Amen. Amen. Absolutely not. Your kids don't have to grow up and be twice the hell, child of hell that you used to be. Well, we're about out of time. Man, I wanted to get into this next one today. Verse 9, y'all are holding me up way too bad. But Michael the archangel, he had to contend with the devil and disputed with the devil over the body of Moses. You ever, and it's not, in, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible, so all there can be is opinion and thoughts. But there's scriptures concerning other things that we'll go over next week concerning this sort of thing. One of them is, I believe that the contention over the body of Moses, the devil, I think, wanted the body of Moses, I think, so he could keep it and make a shrine out of it because he knew as much as God did through Moses, the people would worship Moses' body. They'd worship that. Yeah. And, the, and why I say that, I think that is because of <clears throat> what happened in the Old Covenant. We'll read it next Friday. We'll go through it. And Jesus even mentions it in, in, in His ministry about 
the people of God murmuring in the book of Numbers, murmuring and complaining and God sending fiery serpents to bite them and, and Moses cried out and, and God answered and said, build a, a brass serpent on a pole and all those who look upon that will be delivered from the snake bite. But then years later, Hezekiah would have to destroy that brass serpent because the people were burning incense to it. You give us, you give us one glance of anything that looks good to the flesh, and we will leave the cross of Christ. We will leave the only work that God works through being the righteous work. We'll because even though we have a zeal to serve God and a love for God, we'll deceivingly, deceitfully. Sin is so deceitful. Yes, it is. Very and we'll we'll allow ourselves yeah. to be carried away. Yes. Worshiping something that God didn't give us to worship. Now, I'm speaking from experience. I walked there for years. Many are still there. Mm -hmm. Millions and millions and millions. Mm -hmm. You understand that? Yeah. Oh. But God is raising up a remnant Amen. in God. His church to begin to preach the righteousness of God. And His people are awakening unto righteousness once again. That means they're coming back to their first love. That means they're coming back to a faith and grace that's biblical. That means they're coming back to a focus on the sacrifice of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's what our faith is in. And that's what it will remain in. And we are learning to be determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. Glad to be a part of that. I'm Amen. still not better than anybody. Never will be. But I have found the way through which God works. The psalmist said, Teach me thy way, O Lord, that I may walk in thy truth. Amen. The way has everything to do with the truth. That's Jesus. But not just Jesus. Jesus as our Redeemer yes. makes Him our way, our truth, our life. Yes. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Well, we got to go. Y'all going to try to make me stay in here all day. But we love you. Don't forget to give to the ministry. Pray for the ministry. 903-231-5950. And, and, and join us uh, live Wednesday nights at 640. Live Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And Monday and Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m. for the Romans teaching. We love you. We'll see you next week. And until then, make sure you stay absolutely determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. See you later. Amen. Amen.